everyone and welcome to The Deep Talk. Today I am speaking with Kylie Macbeth, who is a relationship guru and health coach. You may have seen her on Instagram and if you have, you have seen her amazing quotes with the long captions that she posts that go into depth about how to improve your life, what's going on, and getting in tune with your emotions. My favorite thing about Kylie is the amount that she goes into trying to help people and give them that advice. Like she goes in so deep and with her complete, genuine, authentic personality. So she gets deep today, guys, really deep. She talks about exiting her divorce and, you know, getting through that, what she needed to do to come back home to herself, to her body, and now joining into a new relationship, how to make that one that is fulfilling for her and one that honors who she is, her authentic self and her needs. We talk boundaries, which are so important and so many people have not realized and mastered how to do them. We talk transitioning to college as she has a mentorship program where she helps college people go into that transition of high school to college and give them real tips, which you'll get some today, by the way, (laughs) of how to do that transition and how to come back to your body, feel those emotions and get through it. The best part about this episode to me is how she teaches us to come back into our body and feel our emotions and how to express those with other people. Just that whole like idea. She really teaches us how to feel our emotions and you know how to communicate with others what those are and communicate to ourselves, you know, to be our whole authentic selves and figure out what our needs are and who we are before we go and put ourselves with someone else and before we go share our story with the world, you know, really own our true story first. I just, I've been following her journey for so long and I love who she is. She is so authentic. She's so amazing. She goes so deep into places where a lot of people don't touch into. And if you're going to listen to any episode right now, this is the one that I think is really going to turn your life around. So listen up, enjoy, and I will see you guys on the flip side. You're listening to the Deep Talk Podcast. Hosted by beauty guru, blog writing, college student, Madison Brandt. Here, we are going to talk deep. To the people who have struggled, who have really been through it. To those who are confused on their paths. For the spirituals, the entrepreneurs, and for the people who are really doing it. Hey guys, we know you have struggled too. But this isn't only about entrepreneurs. This is your workshop where you come, learn, answer your questions, and spread that knowledge into your life and others. Here's to you on your path. Here's to those who want to build an amazing life. And here's some advice, some people to relate to, and a whole lot of stories. Hey guys, I am here with Kylie Macbeth, and I am so excited to talk to her today. How are you, Kylie? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Good. Um, So yeah, no, I've been following you on Instagram for so long. And I just remember that when I was going through a hard time, I loved reading what you said. And it was all so helpful. And it went above and beyond, I feel like, than so many people put online. And so no, I love what you talk about and that you're also a deep feeler and you struggle with that as well as me. And yeah, I'd love to just dig into your wisdom and because you're such an amazing person and I can't wait to hear what you got to say. So 
Well, I appreciate that. And thanks for following along the journey. Initially, when I first started out on writing on Instagram, I was like, I had, I couldn't just stay at the surface anymore. It was like, no, everybody needs to take it just a little bit deeper. And let's actually get to the root cause of what's making us feel maybe anxiety or depressed um, and disconnected from our true selves. So I, I'm so happy to hear that it has landed and helped and hopefully supporting you on your journey as well. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I feel like not many people talk about those types of things, so I appreciate it. But yeah, do you want to just start off and kind of introduce yourself and who you are and all those things? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kyle Macbeth. I am, for the last five or so years after what I call my D-Day or divorce, uh, I've been taking this journey back home to myself. So what I mean by that is back home into my body, back home into my truth, my heart's deepest desires, my emotions, um, and really owning my story and getting really clear about what beliefs I have, um, what emotions I'm feeling, and what are my needs, and how to communicate in a way that brings me closer to others instead of staying in patterns uh, of communication as well as behavior that don't serve me and um, really stop me from living, I think, a fulfilling life. Like I said, the my catalyst or kind of breakdown to breakthrough was the divorce. And really what it did was it really allowed me to check in. Yeah. So after hitting that rock bottom, if you will, I had this question. It was like, how did I get here? And how do I never, never make it back here again? Because I realized in that moment, I didn't have the tools or the awareness that I really truly needed in order to navigate some of these challenges. It never been modeled to me. It was kind of like, bring it up top and just deal with it. And that was just no longer working for me. So I decided to enroll in a holistic health coaching program. And from there started my business of uh, privately coaching one-on-one with women, as well as writing on Instagram and really just giving my myself permission to have a voice and to share my journey and hopefully along the way, support others and empower them to live empowered and beautiful lives. Because I think we're all worthy of that. Um, yeah. Um, if I may ask, um, so when you went through that divorce, you know, like, do you think that it changed you for the better, you know, going through that? Or would you mind like walking us kind of, you know, through your experience of transitioning out of that? Definitely. Um, always for the better, right? That, at least that's my framework. That's what, that's what allows me to sleep at night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, now, of course, any break of attachment or um, an ending of a, a really strong emotional connection, let alone a marriage is going to rock you and just break you wide open. If you allow it, of course, some people just uh, kind of avoid that and roll into the next relationship. But I really, because it, it really stopped me dead in my tracks and because it was something that was so not supposed to happen, you know, like it was so unexpected in a way of like, I would never get divorced. It just wasn't even a part of how I saw my future. That what it did was it made me get really quiet and still and probably do the work that I had avoided doing for a very long time. So my process through the divorce was, you know, like naturally it was chaos at first. I was like, oh my gosh, who am I? What am I? I'm a failure. So much shame, so much guilt, so much dealing with disappointment and kind of some of that uh, social pain that comes with um, a divorce and ending 
and upsetting family members and really trying to um, navigate everybody else's experience of it as well as my own, which added, I think, some pressure, but also was really like, I can't be around people right now as I go through this healing journey. Because here's what I did know for sure, Madison, is that when that happened, what I said to myself, if I don't do this work, if I don't come alive through this, I will never recover. And I knew that, like, it was just very clear for me from the very beginning, that if I actually tried to run away from the pain, tried to push it under the rug, tried to jump into a next relationship and not really deal with what some of the root cause reasons of why I even ended up in that space, then, then I would always be kind of living in a space of regret. So of course, owning the story, but then also getting really clear about what I was making it mean about me. That was a really big piece of this. And of course, through that process, I found mentors, I found support systems, I started doing things I've never done before in order to heal and got really serious about digging deeper and healing. So it was kind of a my own adventure into really coming back home to who I truly was instead of focusing on who everybody else wanted me to be. So I was getting really upfront and personal with some of my patterns of perfection, um, people pleasing, high achiever, and um, had to like start from from ground zero and build up my foundation and my identity and how I wanted to show up in this next chapter of my life. Like who do I want to become and what do I have to let go of in order to become that? So like with relationships, there's that whole saying of, you know, you need to be your full self before you put some yourself with someone else. And so were you kind of in a way doing that, you know, going back home to who you were so you could prepare yourself for going and being with somebody else in the future? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I relied heavily on that quote or that meme that that principle are in the the world of relationships but let me tell you when I got back into a relationship even after um the one with my ex-husband with now Mark that was not the case so, you know most of our work comes from uh or is an invitation that comes through our relationships so you can only do so much on your own but always know that when you enter into a relationship, you're always going to be faced with patterns and reactivity and wounds and things that you need to address in that relationship. And I think that's important to realize that wholeness is beautiful and it's great in that journey back home. But I don't think that, you know, all of that is achieved just in a solo journey, at least me personally, because I've experienced it where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm whole. And what I realized is actually was spiritually bypassing a lot of the pain I didn't want to want to look at or deal with. And when I entered into a relationship, I was like, oh, wow, there's still a lot here to learn. And I'm grateful for that because I, I don't ever want to stop learning and growing and healing through the container of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you could kind of heal the pain with the person you're with now? Or do you feel like most of that was done previously? I think that's a both and for me, there was a lot of grieving that took place before I entered into the relationship with Mark, but even in the relationship, there was still a lot of stuff that came up that was triggered, that was invited up for healing and a deeper space of truth and intimacy that we could share. So just like anything in relationship, like in terms of our interpersonal 
personal dynamics. It's almost like when you touch a hot stove and you learn like, okay, stay away from the hot stove. So when you get your heart broken or you experience trauma from a relationship or from another person, divorce, which can definitely be traumatic, uh, you kind of put up some walls. Like that's what the mind does. It's like, Ooh, stay away. Don't, don't go past this point because you might get hurt. And so you're going to come up against those in any type of relationship, no matter what. And so it's just really being open to facing it and to getting curious about, okay, what's coming up for me? How can I express this and move through this um, to create more connection and intimacy with other instead of repeating the pattern or kind of avoiding it or running away from it or not addressing it because or out of fear, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you talk a lot about patterns. So that makes total sense. Um, So when you moved into this new relationship with Mark and I don't follow a lot of relationships, but I love your guys's and I can like see, even if you weren't together, I'd be like, they need to be together because you have such like twin souls, I feel like. So what like, you know, made this one different? And he's like a whole relationship guy. He posts about that stuff. He does like relationship conferences. So like, you know, like how did you find each other and like make this relationship into one that is healthy and, you know, one that takes care of you? Yeah. Oh, Madison, that's a good question. And and it's been a journey. Let's be, let's be clear. You know, Instagram does a really great job of making it all look perfect. And I hope I do justice to the dynamics of our relationship that (laughs) kind of bring us off that pedestal because Mark and I have definitely been through so many um, opportunities for growth and challenges in our own way, both personally and in the container of our relationship. Uh, So You know, I always ask couples when they're doing work or if they're trying to decide to move forward or kind of break up or go their separate ways. It's like, are you both willing to do the work? Like, is there a shared commitment to growth? And if there isn't, then that's kind of hard to move through and grow together. But um, if there is that shared commitment and there's that shared understanding of, hey, there's more to this than us just not getting along, or there's more to this than just conflict. There's deeper layers of our past relationships, our interpersonal dynamics with others, our parents, our family systems that are all showing up in the container of this relationship. So can we acknowledge that? Can we own it? And of course, take responsibility for our own side, as well as keeping kindness and compassion and curiosity at the forefront. I uh, met Mark, gosh, two and a half years ago now. We met on Instagram and he direct messaged me on Instagram. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's not as glamorous, but no, it's, uh, it was really cool. Uh, he obviously is a relationship expert and talks a lot about relationships on Instagram. So my twin sister actually started following him and started tagging me in all of his posts when I was going through my divorce. (laughs) And at that time I was like, I don't really give a shit about relationships. You know, I was like, I'm over it. I don't want to be married again. I don't want to be in a serious relationship. I just wanted to be solo. And so I was kind of in that space of like, I don't really care. Now, of course that has definitely shifted over time. Um, so until like right about the time when Mark messaged me the day before somebody, I was at a restaurant and this lady came up to me, she started talking to me, my mom, my mom and I, and she said to me, she's like, you know, honey, she's like, you're really good at giving, giving love to others, but I think it's time for you to open up your heart again. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, oh, thanks for just dropping that on a casual Tuesday while I'm trying to eat soup and (laughs) salad. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. He messaged me the next day and I was like, you know, you you always have that like synchronicity thing that pops up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's meant to be, of course. Um, 
And so I, I entertained it and I was like, okay, whew, this is going to be a different type of relationship because my level of awareness, like conscious awareness of myself, of my emotions, of my feelings, of my needs was definitely um, much more apparent this time around than my past relationships where everything was kind of just automatic, where it was just like I was going through the motion and kind of living on this like service level. Um, everything's happening to me instead of um, I have a, a role in this. So, uh, yeah, it has been the most liberating relationship I've ever been in. It's also been the most confronting. It's also been the most inviting. It's also been, um, moments of the deepest love I've ever experienced and so much healing and growth. So yeah, I think what, what has allowed us to create that shared foundation is again, the commitment to taking responsibility for our own side of the street. So not allowing, um, you know, blame and resentment to bubble up. And I think the relationship expert, John Gottman says it best is like, have a low negativity threshold. And what he means by that is don't wait for things to fester and bubble up and like explode before you address them. Like don't allow the negativity or the resentment to get to a place where, um, it's hard to come back from. And so it's like, if something's bothering you, like in that moment, or at least, in, you know, commit to yourself within the next day to be like, Hey, I need to clear something with you. Or, Hey, when you said that it felt this, and I would appreciate it moving forward if, you know, we could approach this in a different, different way. So again, step-by-step, step. it didn't start like that love. Like the relationship definitely didn't start with a deeper level of connectedness and, uh, I think communication skills, you have to get to know somebody first. And that first phase is like, okay, who is this person? And, and what does our dance look like? Cause it won't, it'll look way different than any other relationship you've ever had. And so just coming at it from that perspective, I think has really allowed us to see each other and live from a space of authenticity. Yeah, I feel like so many people go into relationships and, you know, if there's fights or anger, they're easy to leave. But I don't think people realize that it's a lot about growth and both putting in work. Like the fact that you have to put in work to something, I feel like confuses a lot of people. And so, you know, like with a relationship, like what do you recommend to people to focus on, to, you know, like keep growing together and, you know, make it a good relationship? Well, I think first and foremost is having a connection to yourself. Like if you are disconnected from yourself and you don't know what you're feeling, if you don't know anything about your, you know, your family system, the patterns, um, your emotional needs, and it, then it's very hard to, I think, create a harmonious relationship. Um, but of course, um, all of us have basic needs in relationships. So like attention and mindfulness and being present and um, being curious with the other person and asking good questions, like, like almost reframing it from like to a space of understanding and curiosity for sure. Um, and then, you know, when conflict arises, turn towards it instead of maybe potentially allowing it to create more distance between the two of you to really get curious and understand why we're stuck in this, this conflict and how do we get out of it? Like a solution oriented approach instead of, instead of just like, this is the way it is because it doesn't have to be that way. And then always having rituals with your partner as well. You know, you can chunk it all the way down to um, committing to 
you know, a gratitude ritual, like share two things you're grateful for and one thing you appreciate about the other. Um, you can do needs check-in. So like, how am I doing as a partner? Like, do you have any needs that um, I could support you in? That's awesome. Me and my boyfriend, actually, like we found this thing online that's like, whenever you're angry, you slow dance. And it's kind of something that we do whenever we're angry and it's kind of... You do what? You slow dance? Yeah. It diffuses the anger. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't want to touch each other. You like, get away from me. But then it actually works. Right? Um, yeah. Craziness. Um, but I kind of want to dive into more things like, you know, about you, like, is there a health? Because that's amazing. And I mean, health is so, you know, tied with like happiness. Like I think one of your videos sometimes said about how like a lot of your happiness and your serotonin levels are like in your gut. And so like, you know, what's your journey with that? And you know, how does it tie in with like you and who you are? Mm, Gosh, Sarah Health has been another one of those beautiful gifts that has come from the challenges and the breakdowns is like, okay, how can I take everything we've learned from all the people out there on this world that are doing such beautiful work and deliver people uh, the tools and awareness and connection and support that we all need on this human journey. So just to break it down a little bit, Zura Health is a uh, 16-week holistic um, wellness program that my twin sister and I created and co-developed as well as the platform on which it is delivered. So Zura Health is like two parts. It's also a software company that delivers the program and also a program that is facilitated by certified health coaches in a group dynamic. So for instance, like I love, I love to do women's group coaching programs through the Zura platform and program where I facilitate a group of like six to eight women as we go through each module and connect every week and really dive deeper into like what's coming up for them and allowing the space for people to be heard, felt, and acknowledged. Because I feel like that's a piece that is so deeply missing. And so if we can maximize technology and use it for good, then I think that's a win-win. For me, happiness and the Zura Health journey. So a lot of the program has to do with mental and emotional well-being. Now, don't get me wrong. There's definitely an importance of, you know, the basics. You got sleep, you got nutrition, you've got movement, you've got stress. Um, But Another big component we focus on in that program is the mental and emotional aspects because what you said of health equals happiness or happiness equals health is is true. It's like if we can understand our internal world, so our belief systems, how we're viewing reality, our perception, how we identify and relate to other people and also the world around us plays a big role in our overall health and well-being. Like for instance, if you're constantly going through life and you're afraid of everything, like because you have some of these beliefs or you've had trauma in your past, uh, then cortisol is going to be through the roof. You're going to be in a constant state of sympathetic overdrive. So when, when stress increases, when we're living out of fear, it becomes really hard to find solutions when we're always focused and like in this space of survival. So if we can hit the pause button, expand our beliefs or reprogram them um, while also acknowledging and attuning to our emotions, um, then we have a much better chance of finding fulfillment and happiness in our lives. But until we actually hit the pause button and reflect on what's underneath the hood, the past will always be driving the car, right? 
Yeah. You've got to know what's driving your behavior. And until you know that, it's going to be very challenging to shift, which causes more frustration because it's like, oh, we're not actually focused on the root cause, just focused on putting a Band-Aid over something. And that's why for me, health and happiness intertwined for sure in doing some of the emotional and mental work necessary to build a foundation for you to implement new strategies and upgrade and uplevel your life. Yeah. And is that kind of, you know, what your mentorship dives into? For sure. All of it. Has it inspired you? And is it something you love to do? Yeah, I, I love mentoring. Actually, what's what's been fascinating recently for me is actually mentoring uh, high school girls that are transitioning into college. And I never knew that that was like such a inspiration for me. But um, recently I've been working with a, a couple of women in that transition and it has been so rewarding to be able to mentor them and to give them the tools I wish I would have had um, in that transition so that we can really pinpoint anxiety and the potential um, stressors that happen in these big life transitions that I think we just kind of go through without necessarily noticing or understanding why we're all over the place. And if I can give people the tools to get really clear about what's happening within, as well as some of the language that they need to, to feel expressed, but also like to have boundaries and to honor your no and to, and really just um, getting clear about what's important to you in this next chapter of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how difficult the transition between high school and college was. I was like, oh, well, everyone does it. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to make friends. I'll figure it out. But like, it kind of rocked my world because I had my absolute best friends who I was friends with since I was three and my great, like, tight knit family, like, all spreading apart. I went to New York City for my, before I transferred from like, I was in a suburb in Minnesota going to New York City. And it was just this insane transition. And I just missed home my family and friends and comfort my city. And like, I had definitely a ton of mental health issues and I don't think it's addressed. And I, I'm so happy you're doing it, that someone's doing it because it is such a problem. I feel like so many people are feeling these emotions, but no one's talking about it and no one's getting help with it. Yeah. So I am so happy you do that. Do you have any, you know, tips you would give to people who are going through that tra- transition or resonate with what you shared about your experience and transition because I experienced the same exact thing and I had no clue why I was so all over the place like <laughs> emotionally I was like tears one day and, and um so a few things of course like boundaries get really clear up front like non-negotiables like just to create an inner framework of um like what's a yes and what's a no for you. Because even like sharing a dorm with a roommate potentially that you've never met, like who knew that would bring all the challenges it did. But like being able to have the honest conversations and be in tune with what it is you need to feel supported, to feel healthy, to feel grounded, like in your day-to-day life. And so it's like, how can we own the day one day at a time during this transition? Like what does Madison need in order to feel grounded, in order to align? Like, like, is it, do I need to commit to a um, meditation practice or a mindfulness practice every single day? Do I need to journal through this transition? Um, and where is my support system? You definitely, hands down, need a support system, whether that's committing with your girlfriends uh, that potentially aren't going to the same school to like check in um, and be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, how has this transition been? Like, um, and being able to 
talk about what's actually going on for you and to know that it's okay. So maybe that's a mentor um, or maybe that's finding a group um, or a program or anything like give yourself permission to also reach out and ask for the support you need movement, eating healthy, like for that dorm food. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. All of this plays such an important role. Alcohol, um, <laughs> like <laughs> sleeping, uh, studying. Oh, yeah. Um, no, but like the whole boundaries thing, I didn't, I didn't used to be that great with boundaries and I've recently realized how important it was. I mean, I saw your post like something about how like, why are you saying yes when you really mean no? And I was going through my day and someone asked me like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was just like, oh God, that sounds terrible, but I feel bad. I feel like I have to. And I like, all I wanted to do was like lay in my bed, eat popcorn and watch Netflix because I was so tired. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go. And then I was like, you know, they would have hated being with me anyways because I would have been like, I don't want to be here. So I think it's so important that you talk about that because people don't really realize that. By the way, that's huge that you were like, no, that's actually not what I want to do right now. Yeah. Giving yourself permission to, to be okay with not needing to be a yes person and to it's like the transition from building your own self-worth, like from, um, my worth and, and likability or acceptance or belonging comes from other people liking me versus, oh, I'm going to build my own foundation of self-worth and I'm just going to honor what feels good for me and the right people will stay or they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll understand. And of course there's, there's ways to communicate it that, uh, that help you transition from being the people pleaser to an empowered woman who's able to own her yeses and nos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you always talk on your Instagram, you know, about like vulnerability and finding our real self. And, you know, like, what do you think are the things that hold us back from that person? And, you know, like, how can we be vulnerable enough to find our real selves and, you know, be able to show up as who we are, you know, to kind of find who we are and be able to be vulnerable with that? Well, I don't want to create too much distance between who you're being and and who you actually are, because I don't think we need more internal like conflict there. It's like, what's my true self? Who's this self? <laughs> I know, right? It's just like if you're feeling something, like if you're feeling frustration, or if you're feeling, uh, you know, your emotions, like that. That is such a beautiful place to start on the journey back home to your true self. Is like just tuning in to what it is you're thinking and what it is you're feeling. So there's this process called the name connect choose process. And it's one of my favorite tools ever because you can just keep it in your back pocket. And whenever something happens, you're triggered, you're feeling emotional or something's happening in your experience. You can always hit the pause button and be like, okay, I'm going to name it. Um, really triggered right now. Um, okay. Uh, what's happening? Like, what's the story I'm telling myself about this? Is it that I feel rejected because they said no? Is it um, because I got fired that I'm not worthy? Like, whatever it is, like being able to name this story and then connect to it, like attune yourself to your emotions. Like, how am I feeling in this moment? Where am I feeling this in my body? Like, what do I need to hear in order to feel safe right now? And then choose. So this is always the biggest piece is because this is where you have to take responsibility for your own experience is how am I going to choose to move through this? Am I going to repeat a past pattern where maybe your pattern is to avoid the conversation or not actually honor or acknowledge your emotions? Or is it to choose to create a new story which says I matter, my emotions matter, how people treat me 
is a big deal. Like, and it is my responsibility to be able to communicate that and share with others like, Hey, like when you did this, it made me feel this. And I would appreciate it next time if you did this, like coming back home doesn't have to be this like big thing. It can just be like, Hey, get back into your body, like breathe. I always tell people like feel all of your 10 toes on the ground, like, and just make a conscious commitment to feeling, to being back into your body and asking your body, okay, what am I feeling right now? What is this feeling here to teach me or tell me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you said like the whole, like between who you are and who you're being, because I think I'm constantly like, is who I'm acting as, who I am? Do I know that? It just, if you sit on it too long, it gets just mind-blowingly confusing. So, uh, um, but a question I always ask is like a struggle in your life, like your personal or career life that you feel like has made you better and like learned. And you kind of touched, you definitely touched on that already, like with, you know, everything you went through. But if you had anything else to share, you know, you could go ahead as well. But otherwise, if you already touched on that, we can move on ahead as well. Oh, there's so many things that I I could talk for probably an hour just on that topic. Um, (laughs) I think a big one for me was self-love, like, and accept, like, body acceptance and also accepting my my femininity and my sensuality. Uh, That has been a journey of, like, being able to be in my body, to enjoy pleasure, to uh, allow myself to play and to have fun and to, to, feel confident in my own skin. And another big thing that has been, you know, one of the largest things that I've been focusing on is, you know, my financial well-being, also being someone who can start a business and can be independent and also have needs and really navigating how to create financial empowerment as a woman and owning my worth, my value, asking for what it is that I think I'm worth. Um, So again, building up that foundation of self-worth in order to do that. And really moving out of perfectionism and people-pleasing and like not worrying so much on what the world thinks about what I'm doing and just really remaining true to myself and yeah, to my values for sure. Those would be like some of the biggest ones I've been working on. Yeah, I love that. Wow. And I think not a lot of people talk about the whole femininity thing as well. That's something I really never hear. So that's awesome. Um, My last question for you today is, you know, just any advice you have to just people out there that you've learned from someone or something you'd like to share, you know, it could, it could be anything, you know, anything along those lines. Yeah. I think in the the last year or so, the biggest uh, piece of advice that I've I've heard is is whenever. So it's actually not an well, I guess it is. Is whenever I'm feeling angry or frustrated, to turn towards it and to have a conversation about it. Like because I was so anger avoidant and I've been running from it my whole life and didn't want to cause any conflict and didn't want to cause any disturbances. That for me, the advice to honor that and turn towards, and I'm saying clean anger, it's not like shaming, blaming, and turning into aggression, but like really acknowledging that I do have boundaries and that when those are crossed or when somebody disrespects me, that I actually face it and actually have a conversation and bring it up. Because if I don't, 
what happens is I get in this like box internally and I get, I feel really trapped. So it's like, you have nothing to lose by being truly authentically, honestly, a hundred percent you. Like, I think it's always a big, the biggest reminder I have to give myself because I'm so afraid that if I share my truth then people will leave and it's like, okay, that might've been an experience um, in early childhood with emotional abandonment, but that's no longer my, that, that doesn't have to be my story anymore. So honoring, <laughs> honoring your truth and turning towards it and expressing it in a way that allows you to feel heard. Yeah. And um, I feel like people always, if they're being someone who isn't them, they attract people towards that. And if you are your whole self, you attract people towards that. So no matter who you're going to be, may as well like be yourself. You're still going to find those people um, that are attracted to that. So yep. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. You have no idea how much like you inspire me every single day. And like, I feel like I already know you. You're even better over the <laughs> call than I would have expected, which was already like, I already knew you're going to be great. So <laughs> I appreciate it so much. And I know you're busy. So I'm so thankful we found a time. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. And thank you so much for having me on and for asking such beautiful questions. Uh, It's been a pleasure being able to connect with you. And I look forward to hopefully potentially doing this again someday. All right, guys. Well, isn't she incredible? I loved this conversation. I learned so much and I am so thankful to actually speak with her because I have been so like wanting to for so long because I love what she posts. She's such a deep, authentic person and that's the type of person I want to talk to. You know, those are the type of people I want to surround myself with. So it was so great having that conversation with someone who has a like mind to mine and also someone who is willing to share the story and get deep because that's what she's about. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope she has kind of healed you in some way or taught you a lot. But yeah, go follow her on Instagram, guys. Her Instagram handle is being is beautiful. And that title just speaks to who she is. So she posts amazing inspirational stuff every day. And I'm not saying this to promote her. Well, I probably should, you know, because she's awesome. It's just because it helps me every day. And I love what she posts and it really resonates with me. And maybe it'll be a daily reminder to you as well. So thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next time.